All righty. Well, today on the podcast, we have Ross Simmons, who is a um, SaaS marketer, entrepreneur, content marketer, expert, um, but also a father of three. So welcome to the podcast, Ross. Thanks for having me on, Mike. I'm looking forward to this. It's uh, it's long overdue. Yeah, me too, man. We connected over Twitter and and shared some some things back and forth around fatherhood, marketing, yeah. that sort of thing. So um, the reason I wanted to have you on, and I don't always do this with podcast guests, is like say why. You know, right, obviously right. you are um, a thought leader in the SaaS marketing space. You know, that's the business that I'm in. I'm in the software development space, but um, I love your your takes on marketing. I love your Appreciate takes on um, content marketing and kind of going against the grain but yeah. also being very intentional. And I think as that relates to, to fatherhood and, you know, mm. you, you having young kids, I want to just kind of get your takes on how those two weave together. So, yeah, it's, um, it's definitely intentional. And I think that's the key. It's like, yeah, with both parenting and in business, you have to be very intentional with your effort. Um, and for me striving to be intentional every single day, whether it's with the work that I do and be intentionally different instead of trying to blend in with the norm and the way that things are tra traditionally done um, is a key component of that. And then even when it comes down to being a dad, it's like, I want to, I, me and my wife, we always talk about like, strive to not embrace the median, do not strive mm. to embrace the norm and go towards the mean. We're not trying to go towards the mean. So we, we try to shake things up and we try to do things differently that uh, is outside of average intentionally. And I think with marketing and business, that's where you also get the, the greatest wins. It's the greatest wins when you strive to do things that are different from other people, when you are okay and comfortable being different in beating to your own drum. And uh, if you can kind of operate as a, a parent, I know I'm still early in the game. You've been in it for many more years than me, but um, <laughs> I believe truly that if you can operate confidently uh, with this idea of we don't necessarily need to play by the same rules and follow the same rules and do the same things, you can hopefully come out of it uh, with some success. Um, yeah. and, and that's kind of the, the approach that we've been applying to parenthood. That's also the approach that I've applied to business and in business, it has been successful. It's worked extremely well. Um, I was able to go from a situation where I was essentially broke, had no money, was like, I didn't have a silver spoon given to me. Great parents. My parents were amazing and are, are amazing still. Um, but I didn't have like the advantages of being able to say, Hey uncle, get me a job, get me a, a gig, show me the way of tech. I live in Nova Scotia. I'm on the East coast. Like I'm not in Silicon Valley. I'm not in New York, but I was able to break into these circles because I did things differently than a lot of folks around me. And when it comes to parenthood, I'm applying that same philosophy. I'm doing things differently with the kids than a lot of my, um, a lot of people would see as traditional and uh, we'll see how it goes. The, the writing is not, isn't on the wall yet. We still have many years to go and see how it all plays out, but I'm excited. It's a, a fun journey, a fun, uh, fun challenge. And I love every minute of it. Yeah. That's awesome. I want to hear a little bit more about your story. Cause I feel like I know a little bits, bits of it, but not the full, the full in-depth. But one of the things that I want to hit on was you had a, you had a, a post the other day on Twitter about, um, you made a spreadsheet of people that were like thought leaders in your space yeah. or people yeah. that were, were maybe a few steps beyond maybe where you wanted to be. Right. And you actually made, and yeah, I can, you can tell this, but you made, you know, made like, okay, what is the thing that they did? Right. You, you almost created like a habit stack. It seems like, yeah. or a yeah habit stack or just what are the reps yeah. you're going to put in? And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Um, 
Because one of the things that I, I tell people, like young people that talk to me about like wanting to get a job or something in a certain space, I'm like, just go on LinkedIn and find like 20 people that are doing the job you think you want to do and reach out to them. And they'll probably, yeah. they'll probably like ask them to lunch and they'll probably like pay for it right. <laughs> and you'll find exactly. out what you don't know, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. So tell me a little bit about that practice and like walk, walk yeah, through so that. Like when I got into it, like I mentioned, like I didn't have any uncles who were even in tech. I had no family members, no aunts that were in tech. Like tech was a foreign thing to me. Um, I just knew that I was good at the computers and I liked it. And I was like, I want to go into this space. So I wanted to break in. So I found a handful of people. I went on their LinkedIn accounts and I literally did as you described, except I didn't reach out. I just created a spreadsheet of who they were. I looked at what jobs they kind of had prior to them getting into a certain position where I wanted to be a CEO. I wanted to run my own company. So I started to reverse engineer what they all did to get there. I started to kind of actually study what they did in the early days. And I would watch like old YouTube videos of them when they were working at their first companies to understand, okay, what were they thinking like? What type of things were they working on? What type of projects were they taking? I was reverse engineering their path so I could essentially replicate that path to get where I wanted to be. And I did that across a wide range of different areas of interest. So I did it from a public speaking lens and I started to look at some of the top speakers and I tried to reverse engineer what they did to get there. I looked at SaaS and I looked at some of the top names in SaaS at the time, some of the VCs, some of the now founders, et cetera. And I reverse engineered what they did to get to that spot. And then I did the same in the agency world um, around running a, an actual pro professional services industry. So I did all of this. I created that spreadsheet and I mapped out, okay, these are the types of skills that I need. These are the types of things I need to pursue. And these are the challenges I need to overcome, blah, blah, blah. And then I went and did those things. I've applied that same methodology to kind of parenthood. So I've looked at parents who have hit what I would consider like goat status and greatest of all time. Like they've achieved success in parenting. Their kids are off. They've done successful things. They're doing well. They're so, happy. So let me stop you there. I, I yeah. want to stop you there because with, I, I, with the, with the, um, the people that are on like LinkedIn or people in the mm. professional space, there's more yeah. data points, so to speak, you know, out there, like whether yeah. they were uploading YouTube, they were doing projects, you know, they, right. they've mentioned those things. How do you do that on the parenting side of people yeah. that are outside, maybe where you have firsthand knowledge or firsthand observation? Yeah. So it's twofold. So I think one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of people make is that they idolize people for the, they idolize people, period. Like I think that's the yeah. biggest mistake. So I never view one person as being a singular, perfect human. I think mm -hmm. everyone has flaws. Everyone is going to have their problems. Everyone's going to have their challenges. But if there's certain elements of someone that you can emulate and you can say, okay, I aspire to get there and learn from them in this track, in this specific lane, then I find there's value there. So like, I will never know all of the ins and outs of like, um, Richard Williams or anyone like that. But I know the, his kids, his daughters love him. He was very adamant around putting them first. They still look at him as like, dad was great. He showed up for us. He was there at our sports games, et cetera. So I can emulate that. Everything that might be around it, I don't need to kind of probably go down that path, but I can look at my own dad and say, wow, my dad has a great marriage. My mom still loves dad. They did it right. We turned out great. I might not have won any US Opens or got to the league or anything like that, but they did a lot of things right. So let me learn from that and apply those lessons to my path to parenthood. And I'm thinking, okay, dad used to always do quiet time with us where we would all go in and just read books together. Now let me emulate that in my work. Look at Richard Williams on the sports side. And I'm like, 
every Friday, he made sure that him and his girls were going out and doing tennis. All right, so I'm going to do that as well. So I try to find different elements of parenthood and fatherhood that I get from a lot of different people. And then I try to emulate those elements to get to that final use case. And then the same with academics, the same with all of that stuff. It's like, I try to just gather and reverse engineer people who have done it um, because there's a lot of noise out there from people who haven't done it yet. And yeah. it's like, that's great that you're putting out that info, but until you've done it, until you've like gotten there, unless you are like seeing the the outcomes, it's very difficult to follow in that path. Yeah. No, I think that you said something about like their dad would always do this. And that's one thing I've been obsessed with the last couple of years is how will my kids answer the question of dad would always X, right. you know, X isn't that. always a good thing. You know, you want to avoid no, the things. True. It's like dad that's would true. always yell at us all the time. He's like, you don't right. want to be there or dad would always right. whatever. And I, I, I've been, I've been kind of noodling on that over the last couple of years and thinking like, mm. okay, reflecting on how are my actions aligning with right. how they're going to answer that question? You know, right. It's habits, right? Like even with parenthood, you have to think about your own habits and untrain yourself in some instances around like, okay, what is something that I'm doing that might not be seen from their eyes and their viewpoint as a net positive interaction. And when they fast forward through life, like sometimes kids aren't going to like what you got to say to them, et cetera. That's okay. But like at the end of the day, fast forward to when they are a grown adult and say, okay, are these things that I want them to remember? Are these things and behaviors and habits that I want them to remember me by? Like, it's tough because everybody slips up, but you have to figure out whether or not it's habitual and if it's happening frequently, um, because that's when you probably want to make some changes and do a little bit of um, do some work uh, to figure out like how can I how can I fix this moving forward. Um, but I love that mental framework. I like that a lot. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that one in mind uh, in my <laughs> own back pocket. Uh, currently, my current thing is I sing to them every night. So I'm not even a great singer, but yeah. they love it. So I do it. <laughs> but I sing to them every night, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's fun. But yeah, finding those things are key. That's cool. Did you? Um, is that something you? Um you and your wife were like always on the same page with like, tell me about the journey there. Like as yeah. you guys first became parents and then your oldest of three is, is five now. So it's five. You know, yeah. yeah. So we're still very early in the, the parenthood life cycle for sure, but we've definitely been aligned. And I think that's rooted in the fact that we grew up together. So um, me and my wife have been together for many moons. Um, we met in high school um, and we've kind of grown up. So we've seen each other. We've had these conversations. It's not just like a, a one year, let's figure this all out together. We've had, decades of conversations around how we view parenting and how we view parenthood um, and how we want to, to show up for our kids, but also how we want our kids to eventually show up for the world. So um, we've had a lot of conversations around it. Um, there's always a bit of a, a challenge and a struggle where I think the influences of social media can say like, oh, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. You're, you're not performing well enough. You're not doing enough. Like the, the pressure from social is, mm -hmm. is wild for a lot of parents. Um, and I think just for us, it's like making sure that we're able to always come back together and unite and have a, a positive way forward is, is key. Yeah. Yeah. My wife's like not on any social media. She never actually got on. And it's interesting nice. to see the comparison. Um, that's never been an issue. And I, and I think that's mm -hmm. a huge issue for a lot of um, wives, especially, you know, like, am right. I doing the right thing? And, and as dads too, I mean, it's like, you're always constantly comparing and that's a, a right. mental trap or habit that yeah. you have to kind of get out of to say, yeah. okay, 
yeah, I see this person talking about X, but it doesn't yep. really align with all of these other conclusions I've drawn and habits that I'm building. Right. So this right. doesn't, doesn't make sense, which is probably the same. You know, there's a heavy analogy to be drawn there with marketing, right? Right. You know, marketing sales, you, you can do things yep. until you pass out and you're blue in the face. You know, there's right. always some other tactic to try. Right. Right. You know, I'm sure that's partly what you're preaching. It's- you know, to your clients. So. Yeah. Like when you think about marketing communication, there's a million things you can do. You can be on Twitter. You can be on LinkedIn. You can be on Facebook. You can do SEO. You can do ABM. You can do all of these different things. But at the end of the day, you have to figure out what your own organizational goal is and pursue that. And in parenting, I think about it the same way. It's like, what do I want at the end of the day for the kids? What do we want our family to be? What do we view as when we're 80 years old, 90 years old, and we're taking our last breath and we look back at this journey, we're able to say, we did it. We accomplished our desired outcome. Um, And it's easy to go on social very easily, even for me, and see like a parent talking about, oh, we have our kid enrolled in Mandarin, in um, Arabic. They can speak a million languages. And I'm like, oh, should I have my kid in like three different languages? Like, what am I doing? I don't even think there's anyone who offers that here. Do I need to move and go to a bigger city? Like there's so much that can come at you to make you feel like, okay, I'm, I'm lost here. But at the end of the day, you just have to really be focused on what you can control. Be really focused on what things you prioritize and want to emphasize the foundations that you want them to have and then, then pursue it. Um, but it's not a it's not easy when you are online. Like not being online is probably a, a net benefit. And to be honest, I would say there's no better example of that being a net benefit than the past generations. Like mm. the, the past generations weren't as stressed out about being parents as this generation. Like this generation is so stressed over being a good parent, which so, kind of is good, but it's kind of bad. Like. I think there's a blend of it where it's like, I'm happy that parents are stepping up and showing up and being better and improving, but I feel bad for the parents who are overwhelmed by all of the things that they think they should do. When in the past, it was just like your, your community and your circle and your grandparents um, and like your, your literal, like your neighbors who told you how to raise your kids. Now it's like someone 2000 miles away. Um, So I feel for those folks, but I think to your point, it's all about just staying focused and knowing where you want to go um, as a unit, as a family, and then being committed to that. Yeah. Do you think that you said you, it, you're encouraged by seeing parents that are stepping up? You're saying that in context of people being overwhelmed because there's there's so much to do and are they doing enough? Do you think they're stepping yeah. up because the they see a failure of the system to some degree or not being? I think so. Because I think you, I think you and I probably have similar... Um, um, immediate circles in the sense that we have a, we, we both came from pretty um, solid upbringings yeah. from a parent parental standpoint. And then our immediate family is, is pretty strong and, and our yeah. extended family, which is kind of rare. Cause one of the things that I've, right. I feel like I've latched onto, there's a lot of conversation on Twitter around um, grandparents not being involved. Like these, mm. they'd say, Oh, these boomers, you know, j- gr- grandparents yeah. don't want to like, don't want to be involved and they don't, they don't even want to watch the kids and you know, all this stuff. And it's like, that is completely opposite of my experience. Same. So, and I assume, yeah, I assume it's the same as you as at the way you speak about your parents. So I wonder, you know, I have to always judge that of is my experience a little unique and then there's a response to the negative maybe. I think it's a North American shift though. Yeah. I don't think this is a, a global shift. I think this is a weird North American thing right now where, 
um, individualism has become so popularized that people have started to revolt against their parents mm. and they no longer trust their parents and they overtrust the system, but that's a whole nother can of worms. But like, I think there's value in the supporting cast. Like if you think you're okay, then your grand, the people who brought you up are probably okay. Like mm. they, they did a good job. If you're comfortable with who you are, be comfortable with the fact that like they can probably help you out and they can probably be there to support you. Um, so like, I love, I would agree with you that like, there's no question that um, it's probably a privilege in this day and age, the way that some people think about the boomers and the, the generation prior um, for us to not think that way, because, yeah. and I think a lot of the game is mental. It's how you, how you think about things. But I think that it's important to, have your kids around grandparents. And I think that if the grandparents are involved, it makes everyone's life easier. Yeah. Um, it's better for kids. The kids, I think there's actual studies that show um, that one, grandparents live longer when they're in the lives of their grandbabies. And two, um, the, the benefits from like a feeling of being welcome from a kid by a grandparent, there's no better feeling. Like my grandmother um, who recently passed, like the relationship that I had with her was ridiculously strong. Um, and I wouldn't change that for the world. It literally made me who I am. And I think taking that away from a kid is a disservice in many ways. And I understand that some every relationship is different. Um, and sometimes there's some bigger family drama and stuff. But like if the parents are good and the grandparents are good, let them let them show up. Uh, yeah. And if they don't want to show up, then that's, that's different. It's not something that I even understand because on both of our sides, we have grandparents that would be here every single day, every minute of every waking hour. If they could, like they just want to. Um, yeah. So yeah, I hear you. So you, it, it sounds like you, you mentioned earlier about you have an envisioned future for your family. You, you kind of talked about mm. that to some degree and then, and then you said, okay, that's going to be my North star. That's going to drive my habits. And so that's going to make me focus on that instead of what yeah. these other people are preaching and saying in, in a nauseam about things I could be doing. Right. So tell yeah. me about that clarity of vision, because it sounds like you're, you're describing saying, I want to continue in this line of, you know, yeah. be, you want to be the grandparents. You want to have that, that solid, oh, yeah. you know, extended network. So. And, and yeah. did you and your wife actually explicitly sit down and like write that down? Like, tell me about that. You know? Yeah. So we did back in the day. So funny enough, during our wedding, someone, uh, one of my wife's best friends, she found this note and it was a note that me and Kristen like passed along or something. And it wrote down all of the things that we wanted with our life. And it wrote down that we wanted to have these curly haired kids and that we wanted to be going to tennis practices and we wanted to be going to basketball and I wanted to be coaching and all of these different things. And that we would travel a bunch with our kids to show them the world. Um, and that we had a big lawn and all this stuff and we're making it like we're making that all come to life. So it wasn't like, um, because we did it when we were younger, there wasn't the formality that would come out of like, at this stage in my life, mm -hmm. we probably have a spreadsheet and do it all formal. But like, we just wrote in a notebook with like pen and paper. And I think we literally drew pictures of these kids that we wanted. Yeah. Uh, it was just like a fun little exercise, but it cemented it in our minds that that was what we were going to do. And we forgot about it. We completely yeah. forgot about this. And then um, her friend brought it up during her like bridesmaid speech and read through it. And I was like, holy smokes, 
That's we cool. weren't there yet because we didn't have kids at that point. But you fast forward and I'm looking back and it's like, we checked all those boxes. Um, so the path continues. Um, now the priority is like, I want healthy and happy kids and I want them to love me unconditionally and to be happy and healthy. So it's, those are the priorities. Those are the focus. Um, and we're just pushing for it. And it's like, for me, the best way to do that is like to be the best dad I can be. So I need to show up. I need to be mentally available. I need to stay as physically fit as I can. Um, so I'm, I'm pushing myself constantly and uh, it's fun. I don't know if uh, I think it's, I think it's somewhat new. No, I don't know if it's new, but I don't think a lot of, in the past, I don't think it was done with as much intention, but I think like we talked about earlier, I think more and more fathers are operating with intention around, mm -hmm. I need to be this, I need to show up, I need to stay in shape because I want to play with my grandkids. Yeah, That's a, a mental shift before I think people just were like, ah, I'm just going through the motions. Um, but I'm thinking to myself like 30 years from now, I need to be able to still beat these kids in a race yeah. and let them know who I am. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, right. That's right. <laughs> You can always show them who's top dog, right? You know, it's like you don't exactly, want to be sit on exactly. the couch, never, right? Yeah, it took me a long time before I could beat my dad in the ball game. So it's like, all right, I still don't know if I can get him. But that's yeah. great. He's now beating me at chess. Like now he has a bunch of time. So I'm like, now I got to step up on the chess game. Yeah, like, it's it's tough. That's awesome. No, it's it's like a it's a it's a it's a north star, and then it's a grand vision, even though it's right. not planned to the T. You know, what came right. to mind was like, okay, Elon Musk wants to go to Mars. He doesn't, mm -hmm. he's not drawing out a detailed plan per se. He does have some right. of a plan, but it's like right. that has, that drives back to everything you want to do. Right. Right. I was thinking right. I, I have a, I have a, a spoken goal that I want to do a sprint triathlon with my grandkids. And nice. I was actually on a run this weekend, a nice. long run with my brother-in-law. And it's like, I actually thought about that. I'm like, I was that's like tired cool. and stuff. And I saw this old guy actually run past me. And I was like, right. that's gotta right. be me. Like, I gotta, I gotta keep doing <laughs> this. It. You know, it's I like, I might it. be tired, but it's I like, it. I'm in this for the long yeah. haul. You know what I mean? That's it. And it's kind of like it. you're saying, you know, that. it's like, you want to be able yeah. to keep up with the kids. You want to stay physically right. fit. You got to stay mentally yeah. fit. It's true. Um, yeah. How do you think about it? Is it similarly like? Do you have that vision around yeah, where you want to go? That's it. So, so my it's funny because the thing that my dad told me early on was to an exercise that we did was draw a timeline kind of of your life. Mm. So this is right around mm. when my wife and I were, I think, engaged, and cool. and he said just it, it's good to the whole purpose was to set context. Like, okay, when do you think you want to have kids? Do you want right. to you want to have some period before that? You know. At what right. point do you think you're going to become grandparents? You know, you start to right. put these large kind of milestones yeah. in. And I, yeah. th the, the, the goal was yeah. not to plan it completely and to know that it's not going to happen exactly that way, but to mm. think about there's, there's kind of things you have to be thinking about to say, Hey, if this is a stated goal or a stated intention, you better start now. Right. And, I love that. and, and the other thing he, he said was, you know, when I was courting my wife for you know, I was dating and he was talked about like a list, like put together a list of things you want, you know, in a spouse. Cool. And it's like, you know, and, and it, it like that can sound kind of like weird and say, okay, I'm, right. like, I'm like grading this, you know, my fiance yeah. against this or whoever, but, right. and, but I thought that was really important. It's, it's all about setting like the big, the big rocks, you know? Right. But, yeah. but I think about it, I think the way that I think about it is that how, how do I have a strong vision for what that North star is? of mm. where I want to be kind of end of life with right. having a lot of grandkids around me, having a yeah. strong family team, yeah. you know, all of these things. That's, that's something I've been more aware of um, because the time goes by so fast is it's interesting. It we, we had a, 
we were on a trip and we saw a family that had the same number of kids as us, but they were about 10 years like beyond us. So they're about 10 years older than us. Cool. Their kids were 10 years older. And yeah. it was a stark reality of thinking about how fast my now 12 year old was like two and right. their, their oldest was like 24 or something. And right. to think, oh man, that's going to go so fast. And to think about yeah. what actually matters in that, in that time frame, mm -hmm. right? Like that's going to be yeah. here before we know it. What am I doing to, to ensure that I'm building those habits and, and all yeah. of that. So, yeah, it's true. That's awesome. I love it. That's a great mental framework, like actually timelining it out um, to see like how much it's like, it's a blend of morbid, but also yeah. productive yeah. because it's like, if you do it, you can start to see, okay, let's say I've got 40 years left. Okay. What's going to happen in these next 40? What's going to happen in these next 50? Like you can start to do the math on that, which is, uh, which is interesting because it definitely would shake, shake up your priorities and make it more urgent for people. So yeah, I would encourage folks to do it. I'm probably going to do that uh, with the wife later on. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I, yeah, I, I think, um, th this notion of, of models, it, it kind of like what you're mm. talking about with marketing and, and, and habits and all that is how do you find positive models to form that North right. star vision? I think right. is what is kind of happening right now it, with right. families is like men, especially, but just parents saying, okay, mm. what is the, what is kind of the life that we want or what is the family that we want? Right. And you, right. you look around and you say, okay, I, I see a lot of models. I don't like, you know, things right. that they're doing. Right. And yeah. where's a model that I can kind of strive after? And then, then, like you said, reverse engineer, yeah. say, this is, this is where I want to end up. And then what are the things yeah. I have to do? I think that that's, and I think from Go ahead. one of the things that has been very, very helpful for us is that we've got a, a group of people around us who have similar aspirations with yeah. their families. So I think if you are in a circumstance where you're surrounded by people who like hate it, who hate parenthood all the time, it's brutal. It sucks. This is the worst. I regret it. Blah, 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 blah. Then you're just going to be one mentally exhausted and you're going to be in a toxic state. And instead of like running around with your kids, you're going to eat cheesies on the coach and never do anything with them. Nothing against cheesies. They're delicious. Hmm. But like you need to be around people who push you as a parent to also be better as a parent and want to show up in their kids' lives because then it makes it easier to also have a great supporting cast for your kids because they can be around them um, as well. So like for us, one of the most important things is like making sure that we're doing trips with other families, making sure that we're like staying tight with the right people. So their circle is close. And again, as I mentioned, we're only five years into it over time. I'm sure there's going to be a whole bunch of variables thrown our way um, with new people who I don't even know yet. But today we're able to really ensure that we're surrounded by um, like-minded parents, like-minded kids who are learning the same things, going down the path of being spoken to the right way, the same way, et cetera. So um, it's been, again, I'm early, five years in, as life changes, I'm sure a 12-year-old parent would have a whole different perspective mm -hmm. on how you can not control that forever. But like, yeah, those are those are things that uh, that have been good for us so far. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I have a firm belief. I mean, I'm, my oldest is 12, but I think what I've heard from a lot of older parents is like the first 12 years is so critical and it's almost mm. like it gets even the first six, you know, to build proper attachment. And then you have different right. challenges from six to 12, but you know, it's almost like you see the fruit of your labor in right. the next, you know, the next 12 years from the right. first 12, right. you know, that's, yeah. um, and honestly that gives me, I'm almost more not worried, but 
wanting to be a lot more intentional in this next 12 years because it's a different right. phase of parenting. You know, it's going yeah. to teenage years, all those things. So doing a lot of stay with that. But I right. 110% agree with you on your network, the people you surround yourself with, and yeah. especially your kids are interacting with because you're essentially, mm -hmm. you know, if you think about a family friend where you're, you're getting together with their kids, you're yep. condoning, you're endorsing yep. the family, the, you know, the, the, the parents who are adult role models and influences, but also exactly. the kids, you know, and saying, yep. Hey, this is okay. And, and, right. and then if they're doing things that are not in alignment with your values or your goals and right. your, your long-term vision, then that's a yeah. problem, you know? It is. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like you need to be, you need to be cognizant around the thing, the inputs, right? Like the inputs into a child are super important, I believe. And the inputs that you can control need to be the right ones because those little minds are easy to shape. They're easy to form. And if you are allowing for inputs that are negative and inputs that can cause harm and make them feel certain ways, then it, it can be a bad thing. So I try to definitely in these formative years, be very conscious of the inputs. Um, and that's one of the key pieces is like the people that were around and ensuring that they're not around anyone who's going to be toxic or anyone who's going to um, bring anything to the table that we don't align with. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Ross, thank you so much for your time, man. I, I, I love this conversation and I know it's going to be valuable to the people that this listen. It's been a blast. I've uh, really enjoyed the conversation. We could have chatted for another hour or so. So thank you for having me on. This has been great. Yo, this is one of a 10 part series. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Nice. Nice. I love it. I love it. Ross Simmons on all things business and parenting, right? <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's great. So Ross, That's I know awesome. you, you run, um, foundation marketing. You're pretty active on, on Twitter. Well, X yeah. formerly known as Twitter. Um, yes. and we'll link all those up in the show notes. So, but I don't know if you want to give awesome. a, give a quick blurb on foundation marketing and, and give a quick pitch for it. Yeah, for sure. So foundation is a content marketing firm. We work with B2B SaaS companies on creating their content marketing engines and running that. If anyone's ever interested in learning more about marketing or anything like that, by all means, feel free to check out foundation and learn a little bit more. We publish a lot of ideas for free on uh, what we call foundation labs, which is our blog. Um, but also always connected, wanting to be connected to good people and people who are, are going down this wonderful journey of parenthood. So, uh, you can find me on X, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, et cetera. I'm on all of your favorite channels and would love to I love stay connected. Awesome. Thank you, Ross, so much, man. Thanks for having me on, Mike. This has been a blast. Great. Let me.